Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Wendell and Wild. Bad things happen to people I'm close to. They die. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Wendo and Wild. Special thanks to our friends at Netflix Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this movie early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Uh, now, before we get to this review, I also want to let you know, if you are like us and you love the world of Star Wars, well, we currently have our watch club for Star Wars Andor going on right now uh, with our first two episodes covering the episodes one to three and four to six of that series. Uh, and listen, we go deep into our theories and speculation uh, as well as our thoughts on each episode. Uh, so once episode nine of that series drops, we're going to have another watch club out shortly after. So keep your ears and your eyes peeled. I don't know how you keep your ears peeled, peeled but <laughs> peel them up uh, because there is a rebellion and you can be a part of it. Uh, also, we have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes out every single Wednesday where we break down our thoughts on the latest news and trailers surrounding all the things we love with our most latest episode out uh, right now uh, with our thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailer. So definitely go check those out. Let's get to this review. Joining me for this exploration of the afterlife is my fellow magician mortician, Darcy, the dank <laughs> demon from hell, Hudson. Darcy, how are you doing tonight? <coughs> Apparently I'm dying, boy. Oh, I, Listen, uh, I'm going to raise you from the dead. It's okay. You're okay. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. It's, uh, I mean, I'm a, a huge fan of Henry Selleck films, so I'm really excited mm. to talk about this one with you. Excellent. Well, I mean, I kind of want to, before we even get to it, I want to kind of dive down that a little bit. Um, I want to know, like, what was your maybe your favorite stop motion animation movie growing up? Well, I mentioned Henry Selleck already, but uh, my mm -hmm. favorite one was the second one that he's known for, uh, James and the Giant Peach, the Walt Disney I film. Didn't say that, yeah. And yeah, I've talked about it before. I think I mentioned it during the tons of times. Like, I talk about it every week. It is to, <laughs> to me that was my first introduction to stop motion when I was younger, and yeah. I, there's something about that movie clicked with me in all the right ways. And yeah, I probably played that VHS more times than I can count. Very cool. Yeah, I think, you know what, you, you mentioned something really key there. The first stop motion you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that's usually what does it for them is to be like, oh, that was the, that was the movie. Uh, for me, I got to go with Chicken Run. Um, I didn't Another get into Nick. Yeah, right? Um, I didn't really get into Nick Park's Wallace and Gromit. Um, but I think I just, it was like something about just watching it and I was like so mesmerized by the stop motion animation. And that movie is a blast like there's some great slapstick comedy um and and i think it's it's one of those things where it's just like it was on the tv and i just looked at it and i'm like what is this because this is not the cartoons that i'm used to this is not the the you know computer animation that i'm used to and it was just something so special so tactile mm -hmm. uh, about the the look of stop motion yeah i mean something about i mean it's particularly like the wallace and gromit universe or that style the chicken run stuff the way that their mouths move is always so satisfying to me yeah. it's so over the top and exaggerated it's just like i love that that weird detail about it i just so it's so good 
Well, you mentioned the way mouths move. I also want to give a shout out to another childhood memory that you just literally brought up, uh, which is Pingu. Uh, shout out <laughs> oh, to any Canadians too. watching. <laughs> I don't know if Pingu was a thing in the United States. If you're listening in the United States, please let us know uh, if you're a fan of Moop Moop Pingu. Uh, but, uh, you know, now uh, that I've, I've grown up a little bit, I've, I've honestly come to love a lot of um, all the Leica movies. I think mm-hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings, Box Trolls, and of course... Another Henry Selleck movie, uh, Coraline. Oh, so uh, good. I think, and there's a lot of Coraline. I think in this movie as well, or at least I felt that mm-hmm. uh, watching it. Let's uh, let me get to the synopsis for the movie, and then we'll get into our review here. From the delightfully wicked minds of Henry Selleck and producer Jordan Peele comes Wendell and Wild, an animated tale about scheming demon brothers Wendell and Wild. That's hard to say. Scheming demon brothers <laughs> Wendell and Wild who enlist the aid of Cat Elliot, a tough teen with a load of guilt. Uh, to summon to, to summon them to the land of the living. But what Cat demands in return leads to a brilliantly bizarre and comedic adventure like no other, an animated fantasy that defies the laws of life and death, all told through the handmade artistry of stop motion. The movie stars Lyric Ross, Sam Zalea, Angela Bassett, Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, James Hong, and Ving Rhames. And again, is directed by Henry, Z- Henry Selick, uh, and it's out now on Netflix, just in time for when you're maybe listening to this. The spooky season, Halloween, <laughs> uh, is is happening right now, and this movie is out for you to watch. Uh, maybe after you know you've gone and done some trick or treat, and you can sit down with the kiddos and and enjoy this movie. Um, let's start off, Darcy. I think let's just start off with you know what worked, what we really enjoyed about the movie. I think. The first thing I want to shout out is the the character design. Um, I think the first thing that I noticed was just how much they managed to make Key and Peele's characters look just look like, like them. them. Oh. <laughs> I was so blown away by it. Even James um, Wong's character, this, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. 100%. And I, I think it's just, it's so much fun when you can sort of, um, you know, sort of connect those dots mm-hmm. literally just by looking at characters that are in this style. Uh, the movie was done in, in Portland, Oregon, uh, which is home of, you know, movies like Coraline, Leica Studios. Um, but this one was done by Netflix Animation. Shout mm-hmm. out to Netflix Animation, Gotham Group, and of course, Jordan Peele's Monkey Pop Productions. But dude, I, I just think the movie looks so gorgeous. It's incredible to see how far stop motion animation has come. Mm-hmm. Like not only the characters, but even the set designs and like the amount of detail they put into these sets that they're taking repeat of pictures of, like from all these angles that they have to think of to create these things. It's, it was so dynamic in terms of how it was shot. I loved it. That was what blew me away a lot of it was like how it looked like in terms of, uh, sorry, in terms of how it was shot. Like mm-hmm. the, the, you're right. The angles that they captured it, I thought it was like, I'm like, this has to be CGI. Um, I think there were small amounts of CGI used for the movie, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's traditional stop motion animation. And that's, that's nuts. I, I love, um, I love that Selleck, you know, made the decision to keep the seam lines uh, for the replacement faces on all the puppets, keeping them visible. Mm-hmm. I thought again that really added to like that sort of creepy doll. Again, the whole point of this this movie is that it is very you know creepy and and scary and spooky. And um, I just thought that really added to it. And I just uh, even the idea to shoot with fewer frames per second in some of the scenes, it just gave it such a unique look and feel. And again. For some kids that this is their first stop motion animation, what a great thing to be mesmerized by uh, with this movie. 
Oh, for sure. Like, there's a lot of breathtaking moments that when you're watching, you kind of forget that it was all done, like, on a set that's the size of, like, a small room with these puppets that are maybe six to eight inches tall. And, I mean, at the end of the movie, you get to see a bit of behind the scenes. And, again, that's just really is a huge eye-opener to how much work they put into this. And it's it's incredible. It really goes to show that they thought of everything when they were setting to make these scenes from the ground up. Absolutely. Um I think I, another shout out that I want to make is the music. Um, I think it's it's fantastic. It's it's very eclectic too. I mean, there's there's modern alternative hip hop sounds, alternative Eastern LA music, French punk rock at times, uh, and then all of that again with a lot of the similar sort of Halloween orchestral choir sounds that we would expect from Selleck and from you know movies like. Coraline, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it did at, mm-hmm. at certain times. I was, um, I was like, this sounds very Coraline esque in terms of the music, almost as if I could even picture their worlds being somehow connected. Yeah, to just that. like another city or something like that, where another misfortunate girl girl has a story to tell with all these whimsical properties to it. I like again the the storytelling that they use through the music and the visuals was enough to take me back to like even the earlier stuff like James the Giant Peach because it's a very similar story about a, mis- a misfortunate child and he goes on a whimsical journey that also tends to be kind of leaning towards the more macabre or dark side of animation and it's just I find it so fun it's it, it, not every kid's story needs to be like light and fun and happy and bright there are these dark moments that can stand out. And, and I love this movie for that. Again, all these movies kind of fit in that same realm of creepy, weird, but also so relatable. Yeah. And I do think a lot of them, you know, I think they, they, I don't know if all of them have necessarily the, the critical uh, reach that, that most people who love these movies mm-hmm. want them to. Um, I think this is another one. You're right. That sort of fits within that realm of, uh, you know, a, a smaller following of mm-hmm. people are probably going to really attach themselves to this because I think there's there is a lot to sort of um, pull from this movie in terms of of you know uh, representation. I think this is another great milestone to see um, you know brought forth in animation with the casting of of Sam Z- Zalea. Uh, hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right as Raúl, the first mm-hmm. transgender character featured in stop motion animation, and I think bringing in more trans and LGBTQ plus characters into animation is happening more and more. Uh, and, and we're seeing it more on the animation side than anywhere else in, mm-hmm. in the medium of, of movies and television. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's great because I think, I think, you know, ha- finally having kids growing up, seeing that representation in TV and movies, um, I, I think it's so important. And obviously it's, it's, it's great that we're getting more stories where the individual's gender or sexuality isn't the forefront of their character. That's mm-hmm. not their story. Raul is just Kat's incredibly loyal and helpful friend, and that's the strongest part of his character, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not like they 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 think they show a picture at one point, literally just to point out that, you know, he used to be Ramona. Know, yeah. He used to be yes. And so I thought that was that was really really well done. Um and uh and yeah, again, just shout out to these animation projects for for continuing that to to push these stories. Mm-hmm. And, and not only for like the representation of people who are, you know, trapped in the body or in something that they they don't feel that it is them. Uh, it's also interesting that this movie shows the other side of people who grew up with that person and still want to be friends but don't know how to make that or like to quite understand sure. what they're going through. And so to see the other side and 
to see it's just it was beautifully done in my opinion the way that they are making this just part of the story without really focusing on it but it's so understandable so relatable and so like important for as a in terms of a message that kids should be you know experiencing and witnessing and stuff like that so i loved it absolutely um continuing with the cast here dude james hong father best uh stole the show for me me, in my opinion he was a scene stealer Mm -hmm. absolutely he is honestly it's just a delight to hear his voice in anything like i'll just be watching like any movie and like an animated movie and you just hear that voice and you're just like smile immediately you immediately smile yeah so good so good um wendell and wild uh a reunion for for keegan michael key and jordan peele um, I, I did enjoy their characters quite a bit. I think they did provide some some um, lighter humor mm-hmm. uh, throughout. But then I think the only thing I will say, though, is, again, uh, and this is maybe where we start to uh, sort of go back and forth between positives and negatives, but I, I just I was expecting a little bit more uh, from the writing for their characters in terms of the, the laughs and the comedic chops. And I, I get that, you know, maybe maybe it's be- the, the, the format that they're in. Um, maybe they didn't have as much choice as to sort mm-hmm. of how to go about their jokes um and and the fact that it is more of a kid-centric movie and maybe their humor is a little less kid-centric but i just i don't know i i felt like there as much as i enjoyed them in a lot of scenes there were a lot of parts where that just sort of fell flat for me with their characters and i was a little disappointed on that yeah it, i mean i loved the banter between the two of them but there wasn't enough of it for it to to feel like that was a staple part of the movie i mean with the movie yeah. being named after their characters right i was a bit disappointed to see they kind of fell by the wayside and it was focusing more on cat which isn't to take away from the story at all it's just I was expecting a lot more from Key and Peele, especially because these two characters and the banter felt very much like one of their ske- uh, sketches from Key and Peele. Like it feel, it right. very felt, like it really felt like these characters could have been something they did down the line if that show kept going. And it was just disappointing that we didn't get more of them. Yeah, it felt like they. You're you're right. There's there's moments where I, I start. They started going down a little bit of a rabbit hole mm-hmm. in the conversations, and I'm like, here we go. Here's the here's the the you valleys, know, the yeah sort of yeah humor the valets exactly from that skit uh and and they didn't quite go there i think they mm-hmm. i think they did have to rein it back a little bit but again you're right for the fact that the movie is called uh wendell and, and wild you you would expect them to be a little bit more i guess like important and they, mm-hmm. they just didn't feel that way with with their conversation um lyric ross obviously is the main character um you know we're we're actually going to get to see lyric ross uh, in Ironheart next year, uh, which is really cool. She was just recently cast, but I thought she was great as Cat. I um, I found that she had a really good, strong presence in in every scene, and overall, I I enjoyed her character development. But I I did feel like it was a little bit rushed, and and I felt like that for a lot of different parts of this movie. And and that start you know that's kind of where I'm going to start to go down into the depths of hell. With my uh, with my what didn't work, but before I do, Darcy, did you have any more positives that you wanted to shout out for this movie before we we start to dive into that? Uh, no, I think we talked about it all. Again, the look, vibe, aesthetic, and casting for this movie was incredible. So I, I enjoyed everything about that. It's more the story, like you said, where it begins to become a question about how much did I enjoy it? Right. Yeah, I found the the pacing was a little frenetic in a way that it never really lets you sit in any specific moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem with that is it causes the, the the decisions and the world building to become really muddled for me. 
I, I wasn't sure why a lot of the characters were doing what they were doing at certain times. And mm-hmm. I felt like there were certain mom- moments that weren't earned because there wasn't enough explanation for them. And don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not the kind of guy that loves everything spoon fed to me through through exposition. But but little things, terms mm-hmm. like um like Hell Maiden, I thought was a dope ass title. Don't get me wrong. But it was never really explained in terms of its significance or why it was important to Wendell and Wilde. Um and, and I, I just felt like a lot of the messaging was was murky as well. I just didn't I, by the end of it I was kinda like I don't quite know what this movie was trying to tell me. I had fun. I enjoyed looking at it, but I just didn't get a, a, a real significant um, message from it. And I, there's a few things that I, you know, I think, uh, I guess the idea of like our memories or past failures defining our future, yeah. coming to terms with our sadness will only make us stronger. But then there's also like a message thrown in there about the corruption of private prisons. Like for me, I just felt like at times there were so many ideas being presented that I, w- I was watching a season of TV show full of ideas crammed into an hour and 45 minutes. And that's really where I, I started to lose it with this movie um, in terms of my enjoyment. I, I was so ready to to sort of get to places where, you know, I love a lot of animated movies. They get me to a place where I want to cry or, or they, they make me laugh hysterically. I just never reached those those highs in mm-hmm. this film. I mean, again, I feel like the message to me came off pretty clear with the whole don't let your past define you. That that kind of was hammered home pretty clearly to me, and I enjoyed that aspect. Where I thought the the story suffered was the fact that they'd introduce these new characters or concepts, but then they wouldn't elaborate where they're coming from. They kind of just say, here's a new character, and they move on. And it's like, but why? Where's the why in all this stuff? Like, again, you mentioned the the corruption of uh, public prisons and all or private prisons and all that stuff. And it's just like... That's cool and all, but can we get a bit more of like what have they done? Like what other town have they left behind in shambles because of this? Like, give me more reasons about some of these these topics. Yeah, there's there's some backstory between Angela Bassett's character and Igal Naor's character. Another great point. Um, yes, right. And I was just like, what what is that? What is that? Flashback. What was that about? Just give me a quick flashback because I want to <laughs> know that. I want to see that. Like, yeah, it's very yeah. it was very disappointing where there was so much I wanted to see. But then they yeah. moved on so quickly that it's like, oh, I guess we're not going there. Yeah, and especially with a voice like Angela Bassett. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we we've got our our you know review uh, coming soon for for Black Panther, and she's such a presence in that in that movie. Uh, and and then in in this, you know, I I you could sense her through her voice, but there were so many moments where you're just like, ooh, okay, well, let's expound upon that, and then a bit just, more cuts to the next scene and i just i wanted more for for those characters especially just giving the pedigree of 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 angela bassett specifically and i thought eagle eagle uh nowars manberg character i was just like even by the end of the movie i was like i have no idea who that person is (laughs) i don't even know who this guy is he's just some random guy that's brought in and i don't know again I, i i just i i wanted to to feel those highs a little bit more with what Mm -hmm. i'm used to from you know these creators and from animation in particular uh and i you know i i just thought that the unfortunately the narrative which i think is the most important part of, of any movie typically um, yes <laughs> yeah it was nowhere near as good as the pedigree of these creators of this cast and of the the incredible animation that's mm-hmm. presented um but let's get to our final thoughts, if you don't mind, Darcy. Yeah, yeah sounds um, good. We're going to get to our final uh, rating on a scale of one to five personal 
demons. Go ahead, Darcy. Uh, I, again, I can't say how much I enjoyed the 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 look and the sound and even the character designs from this movie. That's the, the standout for me from Selleck films are usually the characters have so much life, despending, despite being made of clay and being only you know eight inches tall or whatever. Uh, and the expressions you get from those are so great. And this movie again hammers home that where there is so many like so much range of expression on these simple clay faces. I loved it. It's really where the story that I, again, we talked about how it was very inconsistent and left me wanting more that we did never got to. There was so much potential to explore some cool little routes or just even explain a bit more so you understood where you're going into for the next scene that uh, I got very disappointed. So like, like you said, the narrative is kind of the most important part of a movie. And despite how much I enjoy, you know, Ving Rhames' Buffalo Belzer, he's, anytime his big booming oh, yeah. voice came on the screen, you'd really enjoy it and it really got you your hopes up. But then you'd be on to the next thing and it'd be, you know, off to the wayside in the back of your mind type thing. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this one a, a three out of five personal demons because it looks, sounds, and, and appeal can only get you so far when the story kind of falls so short. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I had a lot of uh, fun with the, again, the look and the I think the intentions of mm-hmm. this movie as well. Um, I think the initial ideas that it presents, though scattered, are very intriguing. But I, yeah, narratively, just things were too crammed together. Uh, you, you, there was not enough time to, given them given to them to breathe. And I think there's such great ideas mm-hmm. that it's unfortunate that, that they didn't do that. Um, I, honestly, I would have preferred if these were 15-minute shorts of, of each idea sort of carried through in, in eight segments. That mm-hmm. might have been a little bit better. Um, and you could have still kept it within the, the, the time frame of maybe what you allotted from a budgeting standpoint. Because I'm, trust me, especially, you know, getting any movie made during COVID, but especially a stop-motion yeah, animation yeah. – I cannot imagine in the slightest how difficult that is. So, so to to honor these these creators and the, the these storytellers, I think maybe could have it would have been a little bit nicer to to have that time to breathe with these ideas and with these incredible designs and uh, and this voice cast is so stellar. I think again we need more representation like this in in all forms of media, but I think the animation uh, format is is kicking ass with that right now mm-hmm. um the animation again is incredible and i think it's it's an this movie is an excellent example of the medium and what you can do with stop motion animation visually um again the fact that they were able to pull off some of these camera angles i was just like like they had a little person there that was holding a camera that's they were animating it, yeah. someone holding a camera like it had to have been because um, it was just so so well shot um i just wish the ideas and the themes hit harder for me uh, and and those moments to tug on my heartstrings, I, I wanted them to, to actually tug, and I just mm-hmm. was like, nah, just, nothing's happening there. Um, so again, this is a fun film to watch with the kids, especially right now, as I said, Halloween holiday season. Um, but sadly, aside from the animation, I don't know how memorable this will be uh, from a storyline perspective. So I'm gonna give Wendell and Wild uh, a, a very medium. So like you see what I said, a medium, like yep. a medium, like a spooky, yeah, okay. channeling something. Uh, I get it. <laughs> very medium. Three personal demons out of five. Uh, well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed the spoiler-free review for Wendell and Wild. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the movies or shows we cover, well, I'm going to raise the dead to carry you over. The dead are going to carry you over to Darcy to let you know how you can reach us. 
Well, they can always reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But if you maybe ran out of your, you know, secret hair cream that lets you <laughs> see to the other side, you can always reach us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric or on Twitter at geekcentricyt. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest movies and shows out now, like our recent spoiler-free review for Tales of the Jedi, Clerks 3, and Black Adam. But if you're looking to get your spooky on uh, and you want to know, you know, what, what do you want to watch? You know, even even if Halloween's over and you're coming down from it, you know what? Halloween is, can be an all-year thing if you want it to. And if you're like, what kind of movies should I watch and shows should I watch? Well, listen, we got you covered here because we have our spoiler-free and filled reviews for werewolf by night as well as our spoiler free reviews for hocus pocus 2 uh as well as um a bunch of other things we all we also have a ton of interviews right now with the cast uh and director of hocus pocus 2 and the cast of star wars Andor. uh and last but certainly not least black panther wakanda forever is coming soon and you can already check out our socials to see uh justin and my uh, initial tweet impressions of the film but our spoiler free review will be out on november 8th at 12 p.m eastern time uh and we also uh have a spoiler filled discussion that i believe darcy's gonna join us for uh that will be out shortly after the movie comes out uh the movie comes out november 11th uh and Keep your keep. Remember, how I told you to keep your ears peeled earlier. Keep your ears peeled even more uh, because uh, we might have had an opportunity to sit down with uh, some of the folks from the cast of the movie as well. So uh, definitely look out for that. Uh, you can check out all of our stuff on podcast services, but also a lot of those interviews on uh, YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/geekcentric. Darcy, thank you so much for joining me and and letting me raise you from the <laughs> ground uh, like a zombie. Uh, and as we say, love ya. Laters. Laters.